Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a strong admirer of the heart of the ocean. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 2012, director James Cameron made history by being the first person to take a solo submarine dive to reach Challenger Deep, the deepest point in the ocean. Cameron, known for other ocean-related pursuits like the 1997 film Titanic, ended up turning his trip into a documentary, Deep Sea Challenge. Get it? It came out in 2014, while everyone was still waiting for Avatar 2. But let's back up. Challenger Deep is the deepest point known in all of the Earth's oceans. And over the years, submersibles, for example, ships designed to submerge completely underwater, have documented it to be about 35,768 feet to 35,856 feet deep. For reference, the deep end of a swimming pool is typically 8 to 12 feet deep, and the cruising altitude of a commercial airplane is between 33,000 and 42,000 feet. So yeah, we're talking about a really big dive. Challenger Deep is in the Pacific Ocean. Can I get a dub in the chat for the West Coast? At the southern end of something called the Mariana Trench, which is located close to the island of Guam and part of the nation of Micronesia. The trench itself is an unusually deep groove at the bottom of the ocean floor, and Challenger Deep is a narrow cut, or depression, that goes even deeper into that groove, which stretches for 35 miles. Let's just say if we drained the oceans, the Earth would have some serious bumps and bruises. Challenger Deep was discovered in 1875 when the HMS Challenger, on its way to Japan through the Pacific Islands, during its three-year journey around the globe, attempted to make landfall at Guam. The ship was pushed away from lands by baffling winds, which led the ship across the depression. The ship's crew used depth surrounding to determine a depth of 26,850 feet, the deepest reading they got during their Earth-circumventing trip. Scientists were intrigued, but they didn't return to Challenger Deep until 1951, when British survey vessel HMS Challenger 2 did its own three-year journey circumventing the globe. It had better depth reading capabilities than its predecessor and ultimately managed to get a reading of 35,640 feet deep in the Depression, which was greater than previously thought. After this Challenger's excursion, the Depression was named Challenger Deep in honor of both ships. Challenger Deep got a bunch of visitors over the next few decades, with research and study vessels clamoring to figure out how deep it actually went. But though a lot of radar devices made the trip down, not many people actually did. In 1960, the U.S. Navy sent a deep-sea submersible called Trieste down with two men on board. It took them nearly five hours to get down there. They stayed for about 20 minutes. Then, it took over three hours to ascend. They do say it's all about the journey. But Challenger Deep stayed human-free for decades after that. And that is what brings us to James Cameron. 
Cameron has always been fascinated with the ocean, as you can probably tell just by watching the movie Titanic about the massive, ill-fated ship that sunk in the Atlantic on its first voyage in 1912, leaving more than half of the 2,200 people on board dead. Cameron interspersed the film's period scenes and general love story between Kate Winslet's Rose and Leonardo DiCaprio's Jack with footage from the wreck. Cameron organized multiple dives to the wreck to capture that footage. In fact, Titanic, the film, wouldn't have existed without those dives. I made Titanic because I wanted to dive to the shipwreck, not because I particularly wanted to make the movie, Cameron told Playboy in 2009. When I learned that some other guys had dived to the Titanic to make an IMAX movie, I said, I'll make a Hollywood movie to pay for an expedition and do the exact same thing. Titanic went on to win a record number of Oscars and turned Kate and Leo into huge stars. Cameron made Avatar, another massive hit, and then did an even more impressive deep sea expedition. It took nearly a decade to construct Deep Sea Challenger, the submersible that would eventually take Cameron to Challenger Deep. It was built in Australia in partnership with the National Geographic Society with Australian engineer Roy Allum at the helm. It was ready in 2012, and Cameron, who planned to turn the expedition into a documentary, did a number of test runs in the submersible in January and February of that year. In March, a ship took the submersible and Cameron to Mariana Trench, and on March 26th, they reached its bottom. Cameron was ready for his descent into Challenger Deep. It took Cameron two hours to arrive at the Depression seafloor, and he recorded a depth of 35,787 feet. He spent over three hours exploring the ocean floor, which he was able to film using 3D deep-sea cameras. He didn't find much beyond silt and a few vague life forms. It was absolutely the most remote, isolated place on Earth, he told reporters shortly after he resurfaced. The trip back up, for the record, was shorter than it was down. In 2014, Cameron released Deep Sea Challenge, a documentary exploring his descent and what he found at the bottom of the ocean. Spoiler alert, it's not Rose's necklace. And now for today's music fact. We have a special guest today who was actually a really big part of my last EP, Dusk. Meryl Garbus from Toon Yards produced three songs off of that EP and is here to talk about her latest release, Sketchy, out today. Take it away, Meryl. Hi, Maya. It's Meryl from Toon Yards. I'm waving at you from across town. Um, thank you so much for having me on this day of all days, March 26th. This is the day that our new album, Sketchy, comes out. So it has become a new important date for us in music history. Um, other dates of note, uh, John and Yoko first got into bed for their bed in for peace on this day, uh, 1969, I believe. And, um, I also want to say that it is the birthday of my friend Sirka, who told me that a ukulele might be a good idea for a creepy sounding instrument to go along with my creepy puppet show. And if she hadn't said that, I wouldn't have bought my first soprano ukulele uh, for my puppet show, <laughs> which was creepy, and I wouldn't have started playing, and that led to the rest of my life. And there you have it. And now for our final segment, I'm going to be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a March 26th in my life. On March 26th, 2017, I have a video recording of, I believe, me trying to record something, like a demo or something or another, but my cat interrupted me. And um, this is this is a clip of 16-year-old Maya yelling at her cat. Warning, there is a profanity. 
Wow, look at those are those vocals. Stop, get off. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think he ended up knocking a bunch of stuff off my desk. I swear no cats were harmed in the making of that song. Um, my cat really likes to hop on my desk. I don't have a cat now because I live in New York and I don't have any pets. I just have a bunch of plants. But I kind of miss having my cat around. Do not miss, however, the fact that he would stand in front of me while I was like trying to record vocals. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. You can go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.